0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a murderous amount of beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the
1: Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. We're going to start with two beers
0: with similar names. We've got a lot of beers to go through this week, so we've got to start with two.
1: Nate was not, not kidding about the murderous thing. So the first beer is McKellar Centennial Imperial IPA. And the second one, his founders, Centennial IPA.
0: Why did we go with Centennial? Well, this book is about the 1893 Columbian Exposition in Chicago, which was mainly done just so Chicago could have a thing, but it was also supposed to commemorate the 400th centennial, the 400th anniversary of Columbus discovering the new world, Mm. which was technically 1892, but they didn't really do the fair to 1893 because, you know, reasons. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But that's what they did. Well let's uh start with the one gentleman, I guess. Because we don't know what a centennial
1: hop I mean, they're named Centennial, I assume because that's the hop that they're using. That was gonna be my guess, yeah. So yeah, they're both using centennial hops. They're both actually uh, decent sized beers. Sized? Like alcohol wise, I mean. Oh. McKellar's eight point nine, founders is seven point two, so one's an imperial, one's not. Actually I don't really get a lot of similar flavors at all between the two of these. This is not helping me to understand what a centennial hop tastes like.
0: No, no, they're not that similar. I mean they both they're both IPAs, but they're not that similar.
1: They're both pretty good kind of like the McKellar a little bit more for some reason. Yeah, me too. The Founders, it says, you know, it says citrus notes and stuff like that. So I guess that's what we're supposed to be looking for. I get that a little bit more from the Founders than I do from the McKellar. I don't know what that flavor is in the McKellar, but it, I kind of dig it. They're a little bitter for me. Not surprised. <laughs> um, I don't know when this book came out. Probably 10 years ago now. There's a movie adaptation in the works, apparently. Really?
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. According
1: to the, you know venerable Wikipedia. Leonardo DiCaprio purchased the rights to it, and Scorsese is making a film. Oh, fancy. But he bought the rights like seven or eight years ago.
0: 2003 is when it came out.
1: So 15 years ago, and uh, well, this is our first Halloween
0: book for the month. What does it have to do with Halloween? Well, it also has to do with Columbus Day. So true. it'll be both of those at the same time. Oh, man. So this is one of our rare nonfiction books we're doing on the podcast. It is the true story. It is the true like pop history book about both the Columbian exposition also know. known as the white city in chicago in 1893 at the same time that there was a real live serial killer killing women in his like crazy murder, dungeon, hotel. murder hotel dungeon that's the name of my metal band <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the same time that the and he, that the the, the um, thing was going on the event also known as the chicago world's fair also known as chicago very fair, busy exactly. year it was and I, this is the real life serial killer known as h.h H. holmes but that, that wasn't his real name.
1: Dr. H. H. Holmes. Show some respect. He went to murder medical school.
0: Right. His real name was... Mudget or something? Mudget. Mudget. That Mudget. was his last name. Which is a lot more fun.
1: But it's something with like an H. as his first name like
0: Henry Mudget or something like that? Harry? Something like that. I feel like a Harry
1: Mudget sounds like a weird sex move. <laughs> Gave her a Harry Mudget. <laughs> Put that in her white city. So the... Uh, the book kind of alternates between these two, two plot lines and you're kind of like, what do these have to do with each other besides the fact that they happened in the same place at the same time? Which, that seems yeah. like a strong mm-hmm. case, but it's not like, it's not evident a stronger connection than that. And when you think about a large city, a lot of things happen in the same pl- year in I the mean, same city.
0: There's a slightly stronger connection than that. In there that is. Holmes planned, I mean, he moved to Chicago and he literally planned to start this like murder hotel specifically because of the huge crowds that the city was going to get because of the World's Fair. Right. So he was planning. He planned and made sure it was built and it was ready to go, and he could dispose of the corpses in his, like, you know, super... Furnace. His super crematorium furnace built, thing. Yeah. And he had that ready by the time of the Columbian Exposition. Was he actually a doctor? He never actually went to medical
2: school. I don't think being a doctor like a required pharmacist. any acted- actual legal credentials at the time. He went to University of Vermont for one year. And then he left, or they kicked him out. I don't remember, but he definitely didn't graduate. Also, being a doctor back then wasn't really like what we had. No, they didn't know shit about. (laughs) It was like, oh, cut off his leg, he'll feel better.
1: We had a similar conversation actually in the Scarlet Letter about how back then medicine was like, hey, do you want two leeches? This
2: was like right before they figured out what. Yeah, this is a lot closer.
1: But it's still not much better. Like, how about uh, more lithium? And uh, a, f- a that would cloth full of a ether. Yeah, more
0: <laughs> laudanum, please.
1: They just gave random chemicals. Didn't really quite understand what they did. No, like, you need mercury to make your baby strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Remember to take your lead supplements. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Those are just in Flint now.
1: Four out of five doctors recommend Marlboro for your pregnant wife.
2: For your baby. Yeah. You've got to put it in your wife's vagina so the baby can smoke it <laughs> while pregnant.
1: That's, yeah, that's true. But they made the baby-sized <laughs> ones, works, yeah. <laughs> like little baby ones, Marlboro Juniors. You have to eat lit cigarettes so it goes into the umbilical cord. I, I, as a, yeah, I believe that is what the OBGYN told my wife and I. That's science works. And me. Yeah, that, that's true. You heard it, you heard it here first.
2: <laughs>
1: so the Chicago World's Fair, frankly, didn't sound very interesting to me <laughs> when I was, when I started reading this book. Like, I don't really care about that. I didn't either, but I did by the end. Right, so... I knew
2: nothing at all about it.
1: I mean, I, I, knew, I knew nothing about any World's Fair. I think the last World's Fair in the States was that the New York one in the 60s? Like, 64 or something 60s like that? Four, yeah. Which, because we live in Queens, it's still there, that stupid globe the big, thing. The big globe and the big hol- like
2: column thing. The one they thing. destroy at the end of Men in Black. Those are the UFOs, yeah.
1: Yeah, those. Uh, that's. I think that was a restaurant or something, right?
2: I think one still is a restaurant. Isn't isn't really? They look pretty or decrepit maybe, when you drive by. Maybe they just were back in the day.
1: But that was fifty plus years ago, and I remember growing up with my parents who lived in Queens. You know, as children in the early sixties, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's where the World's Fair was." And I'm like, "What's that?" And that was a thing.
2: Like, yeah, I think my parents went to.
1: Like, there was not really much to say about it that I could understand. I think there have been World's Fairs since, but they're in like other countries where yeah. you know I don't really in the world travel to Barcelona. Well, I
0: think since the introduction that, of. Television. You didn't need to go to a place to actually see these amazing things. I mean, one of the reasons why world world's fairs were so amazing in you know 1889 and 1893 and stuff like that was because you literally couldn't see these things like because you, you didn't, didn't have television. Know, you didn't know what the fucking Algerian was. Yeah,
1: that's true. I think there was a 1904 one in St. Louis. I think, or well, that's the Olympics. I think they were like the same thing, the same year. It was bill the arch? I believe so. That makes sense. The lamest of the three uh, architectural things from the. Uh, World's
2: Fairs, but the fucking bean in Chicago. I don't know what that is.
1: Oh well, the uh, I don't think they
2: built it for this, but they just have a big, big silver bean. I believe that was to celebrate the opening of Mr. Bean's movie. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I, I, I actually like it now, then. Yeah, that's that's fair.
1: <laughs> so the the book starts like well, first they have to like win the bid to get the World's Fair.
0: Yeah, because New York wanted it. Because yeah, as it always does. As, it, yeah,
1: it does, and deserves. Fuck you, Chicago. It's the best city there is. It is pretty sweet, especially if you like paying
2: high rent and shit like that. Yeah. I think Chicago's mm-hmm. probably yep. pretty bad now too.
0: So. Not on the south side. Well, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I sun- think they're making room. <laughs>
1: south side of Chicago, I think that's just where like rappers talk about and cautionary tales come from. Yeah. All right, cool. As opposed to the entire borough of the Bronx in New York City. I don't really hear much about it. I don't I've never been to Chicago. I don't know much about it. I changed plans. there. I never I been there either. That was it. At O'Hare? Is that Chicago?
2: O'Hare. Oh, O'Hare. <laughs> <A> <laughs>
1: So they have to like get the bid. New York wants it. They don't get it. Goes to Chicago. And then there's like a whole. And uh, the two guys is Burnham and uh, his Root. 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 Burnham and Root. Sounds like a cool legal team or you know crime solving team. Yeah. And they are the guys that are charged. Like, good. Now figure
2: this shit out. Make, Make that this happen. whole thing happen. So it's on you now. Good luck. You're making this is for all of America. <laughs> not much pressure. And the world. But we have to fucking beat France. Fuck their shit. Yeah. Because the French, the France's World Fair, the Paris World Fair of
0: 1889, 1888, '89, had only, I mean, really just, you okay there? I'm okay. That one's for the homies in Chicago. Yeah, I that, for the homies in Chicago. And yeah. for the
1: mur- murder victims of H.H. Holmes. <clears throat> <laughs> uh,
0: that, so the, the Paris World Fair was a huge success. That is where they built, that is why they built the Eiffel Tower, to have, in addition to the other stuff, one really gigantic, cool thing for people to go see, the Eiffel Tower. I've been there. It's actually still pretty cool. Uh, it I is admit, impressive. It's a totally touristy, tourist trap kind of thing. I still thought it was pretty cool. Maybe I'm just lame. No, it's pretty impressive.
1: Uh, I mean, they had to build a monument to the sex move that they had been doing in France for years. Yeah, They're like, we that's should celebrate it. this somehow. Yeah. And they had the Eiffel Tower. If you don't know what an Eiffel Tower is, you should Urban Dictionary that. Or Image Search. You know, get something. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> and uh, so they made that. And that put serious pressure on Burnham and Root. They're laughing. They might later be like, Mike, that was inappropriate. But they're both no, laughing at it. No, so, they made it.
2: <laughs> so
0: Burnham and Root were sort of like the leading architecture firm of Chicago at the time. They had, uh, because they had solved a really difficult problem with the building riddle in Chicago. Of the Sphinx.
1: No. Not
0: that. Oh. It is the fact that Chicago was the main part of Chicago's like business district. is built on the softest sand. It's really, really soft sand. You Being can make be- pillows out of it. Ooh. <laughs> and because of that, you can't build a large building. Unlike New York, which is you know has like you know tons of bedrock that they can build the skyscrapers directly on. Um, in Chicago, you can't do that, so they had to find a way around it. And he figured out a way to. You made like a what was steel it, and girders mesh, something like, like a that that they could put in the ground stacked
2: on top of each other.
0: Also, Chicago and compared to New York, Chicago was had grown even in a way percentage wise even more than New York had in the previous hundred years because in eighteen twenty. Chicago only was it was still a frontier town. It had literally twelve families that lived there. And then by eighteen sixty it had two hundred thousand people. And then by eighteen, you know, eighteen ninety, it probably had close to a million people. And so the whole city had grown from nothing in just really a couple of decades. And everything had burned down in 1876. What year was the Shrug sh- like Fire? That, yeah. that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And so then they had to rebuild everything again. They built it pretty damn fast. They did. So it was the place to be an architect because they needed buildings. And there was a huge demand for building.
1: And then uh, they're like beleaguered by morons and late shit and every possible... And Olmsted's aching teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot about Olmsted's teeth in this book.
1: And um, every possible delay, like labor strikes... And supply is not going goes to wrong. It was really bad weather. It's Murphy's Law. The architecture project. All right, we need another beer. We do need another beer. Um, I don't really have one that makes a whole necessarily a lot of sense right now. So let's just go with this one and shift gears to homes anyway. Jimmy, you brought this beverage. It's called Summer Rental. I'm excited about this. This is a grapefruit rattler. Which grapefruit rattler sounds like an old Southern country musician?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, grapefruit rattler playing Hot the is- washboard. <laughs> Uh, it's better like a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Rattler. I don't know,
0: have you ever had a Rattler before?
1: I think we did one time. Oh, they're the, the most awesome things, because they're like half lemonade, half beer. They're perfect for How is it is a different from a Shandy? Honestly, I think, I don't know if there's a significant it's a difference. German word
2: for Shandy. It is. Efficient. Yeah, it's a German thing.
1: Um, the really good one you can get, Sam Adams, Porch Rocker. You see that a lot. That's the one I drink the most of. I had Rattlers in Germany. Not that good. But I had... Uh, I've had a lot of this one. I've been, I saw at the store, I was like, Oh, I gotta have that for some reason.
0: What do you guys think? It's all right. I don't really like grapefruit, but you know. I mean, it, it's good. It doesn't, it's not very strong, it, is, it doesn't have a very strong flavor. It's very flavor. weak, it's very light. I'm sure this is very refreshing on a hot day after mowing the lawn. Oh, but, kind of,
1: but this, the grapefruit flavor itself is also kind of light, yeah, very light. So it just kind of tastes like vague citrus, which is nice because grapefruit can be kind of gross. Uh, this is by uh, Flying Dog. Flying Dog. We've had a bajillion Flying Dog beers. And uh, they still and don't not give a, a fuck. Not a single retweet. You
0: fucking guys. It's almost like they've never heard of us. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Well, damn. So uh, why summer rental again? Well, I picked summer rental because H.H. H. Holmes is building his murder hotel. So when people come to Chicago for the fair, they're going to rent out a room in the summer at his murder hotel. Makes
1: sense. So we should rewind. The backstory of him is not, I mean, it's, it's developed in the book more, but not terribly important to what he does. No. He's just some dude from... New England. He's from New Hampshire, in
0: fact. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, my home state. <laughs>
1: and an, he's an ancestor almost of the
0: most <laughs> He's almost, he's not. For the record, he is definitely not an ancestor. Um, Almost the most famous person from the state. Second only to Jed Bartlett from the West Wing. Because <laughs> he's fiction. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Franklin Pierce is probably the most I mean, famous besides person Besides Franklin Pierce, but who even really knows who Franklin Pierce is?
1: President number 14, man. Show some goddamn respect. Right. I know who Franklin Pierce is. At the Pierce time, is. the youngest president elected, by the way.
0: Also one of the least effective. Yeah. Well, well, way to go, New Hampshire. Well,
1: because they were like, there won't be a civil war. Yeah. And we don't want sales tax either. It'll
0: be fine. <laughs> it was a
1: bad time. <laughs> as long as he's not from Vermont, we're cool with it. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so he may be the most famous person in New Hampshire. I did not uh, know
0: that. I could not name another person from the the Shire, though. Dan Brown. (laughs) Dan Brown, actually. Dan Brown is from the Shire. Uh, Seth Meyers is from New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler is from New Hampshire.
1: Really? I did not know there were Jews in New Hampshire, Nate. There are not very many, (laughs) but there are a few.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are a few, and the only ones, the only famous people you've ever heard of. (laughs) Every Saturday Night Live member No, Seth Meyers isn't Jewish. Actually, um, Sarah Silverman, also from New Hampshire. You're not her? Really? Pre- yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Huh. I've looked this up, you know, trying to figure out who's who's famous, and there's almost no one, and that's okay.
1: It's um, it's a little different when you grow up in New York trying to play that game, because then you can, like, be uber-specific, and, like, Simon and Garfunkel grew up around the corner from me, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They, like, probably peed on some trees nearby here once that
2: I've also peed on in desperation. Art Garfunkel has actually never used a toilet in his life. He only pees outside. It's I believe very it. very weird. I believe it. Look at that man. Tell me he doesn't pee outside all day.
1: He, he only pees into troubled water, though. <laughs> off, of, off the bridge. <laughs> off the bridge. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And also sometimes down by the schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> so H.H. Uh, H. H. Holmes
0: kind of like drifts around the country. He Changes identity. <clears throat> so the, the thing to know about him is he is, what is it, sociopath? He's a I sociopath. Mean, he is just so charming. And so people just... Um, like him. He's so good at just just such a smooth talker. He's people believe him. Women love him because he's just so engaging, I, I guess. Saw a picture and,
2: of him. He does not look like that charming a man. Really? I have not seen a picture of myself. because
1: every picture of people from that time, it looks like the same person. He's a guy with a bowler hat and a handlebar mustache.
2: That's exactly what he was.
1: Yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah.
2: But Actually, like, a, like a giant bushy mustache. Like, this is the one that women were like, man, I wish he'd, like, court me. <laughs> yeah. He'd court the shit out of me. <laughs> also, like babies loved
0: him and things like and it also it talks about how he did like one year of college and then he like s- sort of said he was a doctor. And in his very first like swindle, because he's also like a major he's a like, con artist. Yeah, Uber major con. major con artist is that he got a job selling books door to door, or like I forget exactly what he was selling. It was some book or an encyclopedia or I don't know, I forget what it was. And he literally went around traveling around selling the selling the book door to door. And then just kept the money. Yeah. Like, didn't actually return any <laughs> all, of the orders. They all just of kept his
2: comms were really stupid. It was just like, borrow a lot of money, don't pay it back. Like, Change your doing? name
1: and move.
2: And then when they come to ask you one, it's like, that's not me. That's the other guy. They're like, oh, shit. Well, if you see him, let me know. Because it was the 1890s. when, you and, could when do he had, that.
0: and he had tons of aliases besides H.H. H. Holmes. Uh, and then he also quickly, in college, in his medical school, and I'm using air quotes, he, he got into insurance fraud. Like, he realized how easy it was to take out a life insurance <clears> take out a life insurance policy on somebody and then on like fictional people and then just find some corpses because apparently you could do that just you know they were everywhere dig up some corpses cuz people did that back then especially for medical schools um uh and just supply and just like burn their faces off you know and do things to make this them not de- quite recognizable and then pose as the family oh yes i can identify them cuz i know that my brother Larry. and then collect the insurance money it was a simpler
1: time in america fraud was a not the, uh, you know, skilled game it is today. Yeah, it was. People just took your word for it. He was also like the old like the scam I was thinking of when, when he built his mansion and he just cheats every contractor. He's like, you didn't build that right. I'm not paying you anything.
2: That did remind me of something.
1: What, it reminded me of uh, when P, like just, I forgot what I think it's Leprechaun it's Two. A deep, Deep two? <laughs> Where there's a guy at the <laughs> door, one. and you hear the bell ringing, and it's like uh, he's like looking at his watch, and then he it rings like the 18th time he opens the door, and he says, "30 minutes, it's free," and he just takes the pizza and slams the door shut. And that's essentially the same thing this guy does. He's like, "Yeah, that brick's crooked. I'm not paying you shit." And then they're like, Oh, all right, Fair. well played, Doctor Holmes. You <laughs> win this worse. round." Could
2: have been murdered, and you know, had your flesh ripped from your bones. But instead, he just you know cheated you after after uh, your creditors. And also, while the while his hotel was being built, he like found
0: one construction worker and said, "Oh, if you could drop a rock on that guy's head, I will pay you a bonus." You know, he just and the guy was like, "Uh, no, thank you." <laughs> it's like, ha ha, what a funny joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shifty eyes.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Could oh, rocks falling chalk that up to poor workmanship? No, not chalk. It's a rock, technically. Is chalk a rock? It's a, it's a stone, technically. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, that wasn't a very nice pun there.
2: (laughs) You walked right into this. Sedimentary, Watson.
1: (laughs) You're taking all this evidence for granted. I'm sorry, the the rock puns were slated for later
0: in the show. (laughs) We should have another beer. Yes, I was just thinking that.
2: Jimmy, you brought this. Have you figured out why yet? Uh, It's called Death to Ego, and it's because H.H. Holmes has a big ego, and he kills a lot of people. (laughs) So there's death and ego. Yeah, and at the end, you know, he gets executed. So death to ego. Fair enough. This is from who? I didn't even get it. I ale wife. The... Ale wife.
1: I tried calling my wife that. It didn't work. I also experimented with ale wench. That was worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't imagine why. This is an IPA, right? Yes, it certainly smells like it. Yes, it is. NYC citrus fruit love. I don't taste the love. It's Salty citrus. I'll 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 go with though. Definitely, it's fine IPA. And there's a lot of New York
1: City breweries that have canned stuff. I'm sure, like wherever, whatever big city you in that you're in that has some breweries, they have a lot of stuff that just tastes canned. And it's kind of one-off stuff. I've been seeing that a lot now between, uh, like, with the cool art like this one and KCBC and um,
2: this can. This can looks like every ad for Feedback. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that super eighties like psychedelic purple. It's like a screenshot from Flash Gordon the movie. Yeah,
1: like Tron or some shit. It's pretty good beer.
0: Yeah, I like. It's it. It's also
1: light enough. I feel like this is like six percent alcohol or something, but it's, it's not one. It's not um, super heavy. I get like a pineapple kind of aftertaste on it. I really like it a little bit. So yeah, Holmes. Uh, Goes around cheating the fuck out of people, and they never really, well, they don't have a lot of time to wise up. It feels like a lot of time has passed, but it's like, by the time he gets executed, he's like, what,
2: 32 or something like that? He's pretty young. Yeah, he's doing all this conning in his like, late 20s, maybe 30. He's very accomplished for his age. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> you gotta respect that. He's very good
1: at figuring out how to you know, fake telegrams.
2: <laughs> like he's cre- he He's Le- scamming enough creditors to build a hotel. That's true. That's a lot of money. And he he used, like, a thousand construction crews so no one would notice if things were weird in it, like how there was a gas valve that led to nothing and how sections of the hotel were missing so we could sneak in around it and how there was a crematorium in the basement. But it was for other stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's for
2: secure documents.
1: He had, like, a great plan to build that thing. You know, I'm a homeowner. I've had people do construction on my house.
2: It's hard to get a guy to change a goddamn window. Well, he like he designed the thing himself. even know, he's not an architect. And everyone did say when they were in there, like it's super gloomy in here, and the lights don't work, and it's really and weird. creepy. And like everything's at a weird angle.
1: Which would, imagine it was just squares. Like how, how do you get a weird angle in
2: there? He he made things at weird angles so that he could like have uh, secret rooms and shit.
1: No, I get that. Yeah, like like uh, you know, just like a, like you would expect the room to be bigger when you go in, but oh, it's, yeah. it's smaller. Yeah. I mean, if you had half a brain about this. He would make everything at least plumb with the walls. Like, why would you have like a, well, my trapezoid panic room here? <laughs> it was the old days. No one gave a shit. I forget how he kills everybody, but like, once he gets to the hotel, he has the gas thing.
2: He's a big fan of uh, locking people in a room and filling it with gas. Yep. Which is a weird thing. Like, if,
1: if that was in a, like, a serial killer movie or something, or a detective thing, I would say that's, that's a lame way
2: to go. It was a control thing. And they also got off on paying his friend to strip all the flesh off their bones and then selling the skeletons to doctors and universities so they could have a skeleton to look at because that was a new hip thing. Everyone needs a skeleton to look at. So he would just kill people and then send the skeleton away. It's like, "Oh, I found this. Here you go."
1: Yeah, so yeah, he has all these like weird things. But he's like I got the impression that he was always trying to like make $11. <laughs> like he's trying to make money in the pettiest smallest ways he can that no one will notice. He was a weirdo.
2: Definitely a weirdo.
1: I used the word sociopath before. I don't know what that actually means. Versus like psychopath, are there different things, or is one like just made up? I feel, from like, I feel like maybe the, psychopath is the, either, is the better I term.
2: I think they either used to be different and are now the same, or they were the same and are now different. But like sociopaths, like they yeah. they aren't capable of feeling empathy, right? Well, this guy definitely not. Yeah, he just like everything was just like I'll do whatever I want, and they 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 can't. They will do things. They'll they'll blend in, and they're very they're very good at blending in. They're good at lying and pretending that they have emotions, but they don't really care. And they will do things and help people. Only in as much as they will get something for it. Right. And they're very narcissistic.
1: Okay. I get, I, that's what that, my impression was, but then what's different between that and like a psychopathic
2: person? That's where I don't know if it's a different anything anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Because when you hear psychopath, you think crazy person? And a sociopath is super calculating. You know, yes. they're not cra- mm-hmm. They're not
2: irrational. I, 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 think, I mean, they're rational actions. I think like there's the, colloquial definition of psychopath. I was like, oh, he's a psycho. But sure. I think like, a psychopath might actually be a similar thing. I'm
1: sure there's a, a Wikipedia article. We could skim
2: and learn this. It, but yeah. Fine. I mean, it might be something like where sociopaths don't do bad things. They're just, like, fucked up. And then once they cross over to murder and become psychopaths, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I feel I, like I saw that in Criminal Minds once.
1: That's, like, yeah, that's exactly where you're going to hear yeah. these terms bandied yeah. about like they mean something. By iced tea. That's SVU. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they have said one of those words at least once.
2: He's a psychopath.
1: He's saying this little guy gets <laughs> off on hurting kids. Like some sort of psychopath. <laughs> another beer. Another beer would be good. I yeah. want to say that one for later. So we get more beers. Psst. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it and we didn't get it on the mic. Believe me, there's a beer in this cup that Nate brought. I have this. I had this beer years ago and I have not seen it since. It is a Belgian style beer, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Called Lucifer. Why? Why did you choose this one, Nathan? Because it's another word for devil. Oh man, he's right. That's that's the devil's name, which is way cooler. To,
1: to his friends, he was just Lucy, though.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: But imagine if the devil had a much more boring name, like,
2: and Carl the devil,
1: Bobby Frank, <laughs> or a weirdly like a uh, specific national kind of name, like, and the devil, Gunther, Fatima, <laughs> Ichiro. That would be confusing. <laughs> really? So uh, what is this? This is, I think this is actually pretty strong. Yes, it is. Eight, eight. 8%, yeah. Brewed by Het Anker. Anchor, anchor. It, sh- it, is, it is a clearly European thing. It's 11.2 fluid ounces per bottle which I think is 300ml or 330ml or something. But it is a strong blonde beer, tempered over <laughs> tortured souls.
2: <laughs> mm. That is sweet. It is quite sweet. I would think Jimmy it's would old. like this. I, I, I do like it. It's not my favorite, but I, do, I, do, I like it. If, if I order this at a, at a bar and I didn't know what it was, I'll be okay with it. High praise. I taste raisins.
1: I totally understand what you're saying. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know it's why. The, it's a sweet
2: kind of thing. It's like, the dry, a... cause
1: it's like dried fruit. It's super, they're super sweet. Even if you have like prunes, they're a lot sweeter than the fruit would be by itself. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that.
2: Are prunes a thing? Or yes, do they become they're when you, plums. Or when you dry, Yeah, when you dry them. So they are plums. And when you dry them, they become prunes?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, you know, just like raisins there's no used like, to be there's no, like, there's
2: no like wet prunes. That's
1: not a thing. Uh, I believe wet no. prunes is when you eat too many and you shit your pants with diarrhea. <laughs> That's, oh, I got wet prunes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Oh, covering in my balls. Okay, so speaking of oh. <laughs> wet prunes, this beer's called Lucifer. It's the devil. What does this have to do with the devil in the White City? Well, that's who H.H. H. Holmes is. Yeah, he's the devil. He's he a bad actually man. actually
2: believed he was the devil.
1: He believed it, or Eric Larson believed people it? People said it,
2: and then by the end, I think like, he, people or in the very it. In, in the, the very, very end, end of the
0: book, when he's talking about, literally, quote from his own memoir that he wrote, saying, you know, I just have the devil in me, or... Or something like that.
2: He believed he was like physically transforming into the devil at the end. Oh he? yeah, that's right, yeah. Like he's like, oh, my I... face is getting longer. Yeah, it's like getting longer and I'm getting creepier. He believed he was turning into Satan. That could have just been, you know, as he was languishing in prison and growing gaunt. Quite gaunt. <laughs> he's also just a fucking psycho. And or I started to sprout hooves on my goat legs. Well, you never know. Could have been. Never saw his
0: feet. <laughs> I guess not. They <laughs> never described his feet. <laughs> yes, that is true.
1: And Jimmy would notice because he
2: hates feet. I would not if it's a hoof. That's fair. Do you think people that are into feet like to fuck hooves too? Or is it just human feet? What about like a monkey's feet? They look like our feet. But no, but they like, look more they, like hands, actually. It's like a hand with like a fucked up thumb.
1: So if a monkey gives you a foot job, is it a hand job, really?
2: It's still a foot job. Are you sure?
1: Is it a paw job? Is it just like a new class of thing? It's like a club foot. What
2: about a club <laughs> foot?
1: <laughs> I think it's just when your foot is like turned, right? Like your lower leg is mm-hmm. turned yeah. in. No uh, one wants a club job.
2: I thought it was just like a, when they go to like techno shows. They're you can look, get a handjob in a club. That's different. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's talk about the what is really the majority of the book, which is building the fair. So, it was a huge fucking pain in the ass to build the fair. Let's the just,
2: entire time, they're just like, we will never get this done. <laughs> like, it's not so possible to fucked. do this.
0: So, first, they have to recruit like lots of architects, because you can't just, one or two people can't build this gigantic no. like. Like a hundred building pavilions, pavilions a hundred manage, pavilions. Like, were they like
2: twenty eight months?
0: And, and they had only a year and a half, something like that. Maybe they, two they years? had they had they
2: had like a, two a time and a half? before the dedication ceremony, and then yeah. after that, they had a lot more, a bunch more time. And they had Not the rest of that time. winter essentially
0: yeah. to finish things. But getting it all done was was like ridiculous because all the architectural drawings had to be late, were late, and then there were all these work stoppages and bad weather, and then things would like catch on fire, and then have to be rebuilt, and then things would collapse, and then. have have to be rebuilt and it just went on and on and on they and have they're been building, building on shit land
2: yeah the place where they were building it which was called jackson park was a, was a swamp desolate wasteland it was just sadness a swamp they had to like change the lake like make the lake look different build it out scoop it out then drain all the water from all the land because it was just mud
1: they should have hired the people homes hired that guy built a whole fucking hotel and he had no money but it was pretty janky <laughs> It, yeah, but like, it was. The, but the World's Fair is not built to last. You know, it gets yeah. torn down the moment that shit also ends. Not built to murder. True, but like, you know, the problem is they couldn't find any good help. They were all building a murder hotel. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone in Chicago was occupied building like, a hotel. There was like
2: twenty thousand workers there. It was like By a the end, fucking yeah. asinine amount of people.
1: And this is like pre-super strong unions,
2: so they actually you this know, was like we tried to unionize. That made it. Harder. This is one of the beginnings of so labor, labor movement because yeah. you know because people were fucking working crazy hours and they were like literally dying on the job but that was normal then.
1: Okay. <laughs> should have been looking <laughs> on his 18th hour straight on the job for having no dates off ever. Beer? Beer. Since we're, I mean, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Just pick
2: one. Who gives a shit? This is called
1: <laughs> Portal to Transgression. This is from the Burial Brewing Company and Jay Wakefield. Now, I, I don't know. If I've, I've had a bunch of Jay Wakefield beers. and knif- makes to think of Jay Giles. <laughs> yes. Well, this beer doesn't it's make your blood run every beer about a centerfold? <laughs> yeah. It's a porter with cocoa, vanilla, and lactose. But Jay Wayfield, I've only ever seen their stuff like in collaborations.
2: Maybe it just doesn't get out here. Maybe they're like a mercenary; they hire their services out. <laughs> yes,
1: <Some laughs> mercenary brewers. They're black water beer <laughs> brewer,
2: brewery consultants.
1: That sounds like a great job. I'm going, you should make more beer. Here's my bill. <laughs> good idea.
0: <laughs> I know your problem: not enough beer. This is delicious. This is very good. Yeah, not not my thing. Super chocolatey, but like. It is quite chocolate. It, yeah. Unlike if you if the, if if someone had tried to do this but make it into a stout, it would be just so intense. Yeah, this, Whereas this is lighter. It's a porter, which technically uh, they're not really different things. But it seems thinner. If it was really really strong, it would probably be a stout instead of a porter,
1: right? Yeah, that's kind of it's it's they're like marketing terms. This is only seven percent. It doesn't seem
2: as uh, thick as a stout can be. Some of the ones we've had, you know.
1: I, uh, so the, the origin of the term is stout, start, so in the 19th century England, there was a beer called porter, because that's what the porters drank, you know, the stevedore type guys or whatever. And the stouts are what stouts drank? Almost, warm, not quite though. Uh, and they made, and some of them were stout porters, like stronger versions. And then the term later kind of was like split up, and then there's like some things are called a porter, some things are called a stout. Breweries will make will use the terms kind of willy nilly. I feel like, but I uh, I understand what you guys are saying. Like stouts tend to be bigger beers, porters tend to be smaller beers, alcohol wise, viscosity wise, in terms of you know thinner thicker. Stouts
2: are more common, certainly. I think way I'm, more common. I don't see a
1: lot of porters. Well, I think what also helps that is that the term stout is just more recognizable because of things like Guinness, where people know, oh, that's a stout,
2: yeah.
1: even though that's a shitty, shitty, terrible stout, no good, very bad stout. <laughs> Alexander and the No Good That's what, that's what, uh, stout. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what Guinness says. It's also a special type of stout called a Dry Irish Stout, but, yeah, so this is a porter, they could have easily called it a stout, and no one would have been like, hmm, no, but if they did, you would expect it to be a bigger beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a weird thing, like, the terms don't mean something, but they now they almost do, just based on the way they've been used. I guess because stout means strong. Does or it? ten Well, stout means, like, squat. Squat like short yeah. and squat a is dwarf. like stout. Yeah, you'd never describe a tall fat person as stout, would you?
2: No, stout means short.
1: Yeah, but there's like a in, uh, an element of strength there or like solidness.
2: Yeah, the girthy, a girthy individual. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> to t- it's hard to
0: toss a, cho- a dwarf that's
2: it's a fat, chode-shaped human being. <laughs> yes. Chode. yes, Do the yes. people in New Hampshire know what chodes are Nate?
0: I have heard that term. Yes. Okay. I have heard in New some, Hampshire. I've heard
2: some people I think so. Some yeah. people refer to taints as chodes. I thought chode was a taint. Yeah, those it's are different. those are called wrong people. Yeah, they are wrong. So, the taint is the space
1: between. It's the grundle. It's, it's in between. Also, like, there are adult listeners, but there are also younger listeners. Uh, I don't
0: think we need to go into
1: this. It's, just, it's in between where the lemonade and the chocolate's made. <laughs> it's the perineum. Yeah. it the perineum? How do you say that word? I've only read it. I've never had a reason to hear that <laughs> word said out loud. I've never thought about it, but it maybe that, yeah. I don't know. And the cho- a chode is a member uh, that is that its girth exceeds its length, like a tuna can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or a tub stopper. Or if it's extremely large chode, it's more like a can of ham. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like a salted ham thing. <laughs> Speaking of salted
2: ham and chodes, this book, Nate. He cooked a lot of people. <clears throat> he, I don't That's think it. he ate them. He didn't eat them, but he, he burned them. Yeah, to just to get rid of, get rid of, of the evidence. Yeah,
1: he wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer Megan
0: BLTs <laughs> people <laughs> left over. All right, so... Uh, getting back to building the city, and we'll talk more about Holmes. It's called portal tra-
1: transgression because when you go into his house, bad things happen. Alright, there we go. So yeah, actually, go. <laughs> let's talk about that. You get transgressed.
0: So, one story that the author told in detail was this woman... So, in, in, in Holmes's hotel and what he hired to work at his like, pharmacy business were always pretty young women. Those were his main victims, obviously. Pretty young women, usually unmarried, though this one particular woman, I, I forget her name, but... She was married, but she basically. But Holmes managed to like drive the husband off. Like he just absolutely like I can't take this anymore.
2: You know, like hired the husband to work in his pharmacy and his hotel, and then he started banging the guy's wife. Yeah, pretty much. And then the husband
0: leaves, and then literally. Oh, oh no! This is the one where he tells her, "Oh well, I will definitely marry you, but you just have to have an abortion first. I'm a doctor; I can perform these things." <laughs> so, <clears throat> tricks her into. Oh, just lie down on this table, because this is like one of the rooms in his hotel, is to literally set it up as, a, as an operating room. table, and just here's some ether for you, she, and then kills her. Um, with the gas thing, right? So, so it kills her with ether, uh, literally just enough ether to, to, just to completely overdose on it, and same thing with her daughter, her like five-year-old daughter, six-year-old daughter named Pearl. I think you're thinking of a scarlet Letter right now. Uh, no, actually, I think the name is... <laughs> you, I might be he, he actually. He killed a bunch of kids. Uh, anyway, so he literally kills the woman and her daughter on Christmas Eve, and has <laughs> terrible both, gift. And <laughs> has both of their. And later, after less work for Santa, disposing sanity, of their disposing of their bodies has both their skeletons like sold to medical colleges as we've talked about <laughs> before. Who
1: <laughs> they were never like weird, very healthy looking six year old skeleton. We'll take it. Yeah,
0: and um.
2: That's how it People was back then.
0: people who knew the woman, they had like decorated a Christmas tree just earlier that day and said stuff like that. And, and then they and other people knew it was like, why isn't why isn't she here? What happened to her? It's like, oh, she went to go visit her family in California. Yeah. She was called she's she left a little bit early. That you know, she, that's why she couldn't say goodbye.
2: Back then only was like, Oh, she left. We'll probably never see her again. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Oh so well. Yep. And he had a story like that for everybody
0: and at the time, because they didn't have telephones, you know, so they—that was believable. Oh, I guess that must be what happened. They weren't the best stories, though. She left to see her family, not here.
2: I mean, nowadays well, that in wouldn't England. fly, but back then, uh, what could they do? Like write a letter to California. <laughs> hey, deliver it. You good? Deliver this to Mary in
0: California. <laughs> Dear no, California. California, it just yeah, you couldn't do that. Did, Did you ford the river? Lady? <laughs> Did you die of dysentery? That's called getting the, pr- the wet prunes.
2: <laughs> the death poops.
0: <laughs> oh, God. And this is one of his earlier victims. This is before the whole. Um, this is before, before the, the, he started the checking people into the hotel. The World's Fair started, yeah.
1: You have to imagine that like, in his journey to get to the murder hotel, there were quite
0: a few well, murders. They that say, just they, kind they'll they'll get never know up.
2: how many people he killed. Because right. he just they disposed of them and he was like, oh, I killed a bunch. Sorry. And
0: even though he confessed to like 20. Some of those people, and it turned out to be still alive. So you can't even believe the people, the
2: ones he confessed to. They convicted him for like nine or something. They said he might have been Mm -hmm. like 200. Probably not 200, but you never know.
1: Gee, that's some big numbers. 200. That's like that woman in uh, mm-hmm. who like bathed in the blood in was it Romania or something like that? The, the Countess of uh, uh, Bathory, Diz- Elizabeth no, Bathory, about something about, like that. Yeah, a Hungary or something like that. That's like a famous like a Guinness World Record most victims of a serial killer woman like in yeah. the 1600s. So like, keep keep her young by like, in killed the blood all the servant of, girls. The blood, of, blood of virgins. Yeah. So that's. I mean, we get to the end of him, I guess, and what how he gets caught and stuff like that, but. The big thing that happens at the World's Fair, besides like, you know, oh, we're gonna have a you know, a room full of pygmies or whatever it is, like all the various entertainments that they had. Uh, Belly dancing. The belly dance the snake dance song was invented for that thing. I thought that was the
2: most interesting thing out of the whole book. That was really cool. Like fuck.
0: It was literally invented by a guy who, was, who brought in the belly dancer from
2: the Middle to, East and, said, end up, and awesome. hired
0: a piano player. The piano player was like, I don't know what to play. He's just like, play something like... Na, 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 and then he did, and that became an incredibly famous song. Didn't copyright it, though. No. Lost all that money. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: You know, back then, copyright on music was like 20 years, so you actually wouldn't have made a whole lot of money because by the sure. time Even that, the that became a movies, famous yeah. song, it was in like talking films with mu- music, you know? So it would have expired after that. Yeah.
0: Um, and Wild Bill was, was there, up. and the World's Fair was stupid and say, no, we don't want you, Wild Bill, on our uh, wild, in your in Annie Oakley in your traveling show. So they set up just outside the entrance, and to the point where people thought it was part of the fair. And he made so much money, millions, so
2: many like millions of dollars. He was a shrewd, smart dude, and then he blew it all on whores and booze. Well, what else are you died supposed to broke. do? <laughs> He, uh, at one point during the World's Fair,
0: his wife, who was not living there, decided to visit him, make an unannounced visit to his hotel, like, to Chicago, and she goes to the hotel and says, oh, but Mrs. Wild Bill has already, already has checked in. She already lives here. <laughs> ruh <Ruh-roh>. Yeah. <laughs> Too wild, Bill. Too wild.
1: you slip slipping under the Hickok. <laughs> right? is that name? Yeah. <laughs> Putting it in her fanny,
0: Oakley. <laughs>
2: Okay, we need another beer. <laughs> we have so many more. The bills. other thing that happened very importantly at this fair, besides the besides the song, so
0: while the fair was open, they had they held in order to attract people. They hired somebody just to like plan all these big events. And one of the events was a beer contest, apparently. And one of the beers that, and the beer that won first prize, that won the blue ribbon, was from the company Pabst, and they have named after the smear. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, since the eighteen ninety three world's Fair, when this beer allegedly won a blue ribbon, it's been called Pep's Blue Ribbon it's
2: fucking outrageously shitty beer <clears throat> you know what? I like it I do.
0: this tastes like high
1: school parties to me <laughs>
2: like, that's when yeah, it, yeah I think of all the shit beers, it's by far the best
1: that's that's like saying it's the friendly he's the friendliest Nazi. <laughs>
2: I'm sure some are friendly. We're saying,
1: that pedophile has the best candy.
2: (laughs) It's still awful. It's still terrible. I don't think it's terrible. It's just like, it's fine. At best, it's fine. What would you describe that smell as? It
1: smells like PBR. It smells like corn water.
2: (laughs) Or rice water. No, I've had corn tea, and it does not smell like that. Have you really had corn tea? Yeah. Where does one get corn tea? I was at a Korean spa in L.A., and I saw corn silk tea. I was like, "Well, I guess I have to try that." And I got it. It was a bottle of corn water, and it was it was. When you think of corn water, that's exactly what it was. <laughs>
1: so let me ask you: Since when you poop, the corn comes out whole. How does that work with peeing? It comes out whole too. Yeah,
2: you should be pee out little. It's like kernels, like a, like a yeah, machine it's gun. A, it's, a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> and, oh God! It's like a here sack, comes the cob, like a sack full of kidney stones. <laughs> Which Jimmy can attest to? Yeah, it was.
1: It was not fun. I thought I had a kidney stone a couple of weeks ago because I had a pain in my lower back, and I went on WebMD, and they're like, "You could have cancer," and I was like, "I'm going to pretend that's not there," <laughs> or a kidney stone. I was like, "That sounds more believable." I was like, "Or you pulled a muscle." Like, I'm going to go with that one. That seems real. Yeah, and, well, it's uh, most likely. That's what I did. That's what I ended up doing. Which is why I'm standing right now because it hurts to sit down. Still. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Dude, go to a doctor. I, I've been going to physical therapy, and they're like, "You need to stretch." Like they're usually like very polite. I noticed there I'm the youngest person by about three generations, which is insulting and horrifying. And then they're like, "So uh, I noticed from your evaluation that your your hamstring—it's just uh its extremely tight." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really stretch." They're like, no, "No, sir, it's ex- it's unbelievably like you." are the most inflexible I've, bitch on earth. It is—it is like pure concrete. And I'm like, "I just—I'm not a gymnast." Like, no, sir, you don't. Under- it's
2: really <laughs> your legs shouldn't th- even work. There's
1: no science, scientific explanation for how you're standing.
2: <laughs>
1: but I just want to sit. <laughs> it hurts to sit, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Please. And then, uh, my doctor, he's like, "Here's what you do: you go there and you'll make sure they do the ultrasound bullshit." And I'm like, "That's for finding babies. That's, there's no babies in my." <laughs> they my, did that. Leg. They did that one
2: for my stone. Well, you could find shit with I that. Was, I was pregnant with a small baby rock. <laughs> <laughs> did you name it a uh, pebble? Like in the Keith Stone,
1: <laughs> from Keystone. Ah, uh-huh. Keith Stone. I think. Uh, I think we could. All right. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. So I went there and I'm like my doctor said, you know, like, I did all the stupid stretches, and they like made me do butt clench exercises. <laughs> it's like,
2: like this is just like being an ultra boy again. They're like literally, literally one. that's
1: just like listen, you are gonna lift your leg up. I was like, that's not hard. I was like, no, but you have to clench your butt muscles first. I was like, okay, I don't want to. Are you gonna watch to see? If, are you gonna like, test my butt muscles? Can you muscles? at least put on like pour some sugar on me? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, so, uh, and then like, all right, you are done for today. I am like, so my doctor said the ultrasound thing you are supposed to do. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think that works. I am like, what? Well, you are not a doctor. So like, you should do what he says. i all
2: on your butt?
0: I don't
1: fucking know. It <laughs> ends up being like, I hurt something in my lower, my, like, up. Okay, so. Your tram, your tram, I tram stamp pulled, area? I pulled, essentially, yeah, like, up, like, picture your tramp stamp to the right side, like, above where your ilium is.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't see it, but all three of us, like, put a hand there, like, oh, it looks like we're in the fucking Supremes. We just did a dance move together.
0: Stop. <laughs> in the name okay. So they are <laughs> That's uh, what we
1: just did, yeah. They all, uh, that area, I pulled something, which then, like, pinched my... I ended up walking funny, and that pinched the sciatic nerve, oh, okay. which is why my whole fucking leg hurts like a dick. Your dick hurts? No, it hurts like a dick going into my leg. Does a dick going into your leg? That's how bad it hurts sometimes. <laughs> and so so you do physical therapy, and they're like, all right, you need to stretch. All right, now you want to put, like, a seven-ounce weight on your leg, and you're going to lift it. You do know, all this dumb shit. And then at a certain point... She's like, "All right, turn over. I'm gonna work on you." I'm like, "I don't know what that means." And I'm like, do you want me to pull the curtain around? She's like, uh, uh, "No, I
2: don't know she what's happening." Fist you?
1: So she like pulls. So it's like the top of my ass. She like, pulls up my like, my stomach. She pulls up my shirt a little and like, pants, and like tucks a towel, in so like it hides my my plumber's crack. And she like rubs my upper ass, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> and and I don't know if you ever gotten a massage, but like some people like want a massage where you're like rubbing a veal, or like a baby calf, where you like <laughs> just, you just kind of like fingertip it. it. Like I was like, please try to like use your elbow and try to hurt it because that feel because otherwise like it's like i don't feel anything like my skin's thick and insulated i'm not gonna feel your little tiny woman hand touches and so the woman got a step stool and like was like leaning on with all her weight on my back i was like yes this is the best (laughs) and then i realized how humiliating this must be for this woman (laughs) (laughs) taking your hands up the upper ass it's like you you never get to rub the upper ass of like a 20 year old bikini model it's a 31 year old fat guy's ass you have to rub it's like this is what you went to school dear (laughs) You get to rub my upper ass. Uh, so that's why, uh, yeah, so that's a thing. Okay. Wasn't a kidney stone. That was,
0: yeah. Moral well, of that story. <laughs>
1: that's, that's fun.
0: So anyway, <laughs> another beer. Sure. Nate, you brought this. So this is called, this is New Belgium's fat tire, but not the regular fat tire. This is obese tire. The, <laughs> this is the Belgian white plus size tire.
1: Fat tire is uh, like an amber ale. So I don't know how they could make yeah. this into a Belgian it was... white.
2: Isn't Fat Tire like a Belgian-style ale, though? Yeah. Well, they're not sure. from Belgium. They're from Colorado, right? So
0: this is a Belgian...
2: It's Belgian-style, though.
1: Sure, but that's kind of like... Doesn't that feel a little bit of a stretch?
0: So basically, this is an entirely different beer. They just called it Fat Tire, and they changed the color of the label.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like... It's, I feel like that's almost like if you had an um, IPA and you're, uh, you know, or an American Pale Ale, and then like, your next version, you were like, barley Wine. Because they're both, you know, made in America. <laughs> it's also nice. To say like, they're both Belgian. It's definitely a white. I actually kind of like this. I usually don't like white ales. Yeah, it's, it's all right. And why would why did you pick it? Did you say already? Because it's the white
2: city. Mm. It's deep, I know. It's good enough. I dig this. You guys like it? I'm okay I with do. It. It's nice. I don't feel very strongly either way. It's, like, it's fine.
1: Sometimes these um, white ales have a, a lot more spice flavor. Like clove. The, the, the coriander. Coriander. Beers. Yeah, and I don't, too much of that I find kind of off-putting,
2: but this is actually pretty sweet. Is there, is there one I'm thinking of, like the quintessential white beer that everyone knows, like, oh, that thing. It's not like... The quintessential white beer. Or like a... It's clan Ale? I don't think it's PBR. <laughs> yeah, it's Clan Ale.
1: Ku Klux Can. <laughs> I think that's the uh, one.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that should be a beer. <laughs> that should not be a beer. <laughs> no. Well, afterwards, you get to destroy the can. <laughs> And it's a stout on the inside, it, dark, Very dark chocolate.
0: I don't think that would sell very well. Not here. Maybe in Mississippi. I, I, I can only imagine.
1: I'm just thinking of like the most ridiculous kind of beer I get. <laughs> that was up there, yeah.
0: All right. Okay, so more about building the white city. So it was, So here's the thing. The why reason they? why it was white is because all the architects, when their buildings were being built, they realized there's no way we're going to finish this on time. And so there was a there was a decision made at a meeting, instead of making actual marble and actual stone for everything and making all the, the facade really fancy, we'll just make everything in white plaster. <clears throat> it doesn't have to last forever. It only has to last a couple months. So they made everything in white plaster and painted everything white, and that's why. And this our, is where
2: they invented uh, spray paint, essentially. They did spray it on. They sprayed is, on the plaster yeah, and the just paint. Like the, just like a tube connected to the paint. It's like, oh, you paint so fast with this new fangled device. Mm-hmm.
1: What's interesting is that they meant it as like cheap shitty stuff. But if you buy, if you were to buy like an old home today that had plaster work from that time, you would never touch it. You would never change it. Like it's actually really solid shit compared to like the cheap construction materials we tend to use today. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Oh let's just slap this shit up there." Which tells you they were actually damn good builders. That must have been a really well built murder hotel for all its weirdness. Well, this wasn't
0: the murder hotel.
1: I know, but just like in t- at that time, it tells you like the state of contractor labor <laughs> and quality was
2: pretty high. They weren't. They built, had. They built fucking skyscrapers. Not at this part, but like in the similar era. But we like just like dudes hanging out on beams.
1: But if you like, you know, buy a home today, like that's made out of like bricks. Like that's a. It's cra- much more expensive than like the shit that with the cheaper materials we used today. Like they were using what they thought was a cheap thing. Today we'd be like, man, that well, is a. No, they They did, like, they like did like it lobster. because they
0: didn't have time to build it out of brick. Right, because brick would have just taken forever, so they couldn't build it out of brick. They had to build it out of this cheap shit that it, was faster.
1: It's just, I it, just as I read that, I thought of like what a difference this is between our time and this time. You know, even though oh, 1893. for some reason in my head doesn't feel terribly long ago.
2: It's pretty long.
1: It is extremely long ago, but it doesn't for some reason it's like oh, that's a, almost the twentieth century. I was born in the twentieth really century. Even have
2: cars yet? Did they? No, sure, definitely uh, not. They
1: existed, but I think they were more of like, like a Model
2: super,
0: T had, Model T was, Model not T out. was no. a couple of decades
1: before yeah, that that's like really a, came out. I think that's like the teens or nineteen oh nine or something like that. And there were definitely like people building things that would be horseless
2: carriages or whatever, but I'm not an expert on that. But it, I think it's a little bit, a little bit early. Hmm. They, they were making a big fuss over the electric boats, yeah, and Olson was all in everybody's dick about the electric boats. <laughs> well, the electric lights in the city were also kind of goddamn impressive. Yeah, the new thing, and how they used. Uh, alternating current and thanks that, tesla like, and that set that set the standard for I was Like, oh this is much better
1: so uh the difference i know this because my dad worked for con ed for 30 something years and uh this is the only thing he learned from years of not ever actually dealing with electricity between alternating current and direct current direct so direct current was thomas edison's baby mm-hmm. and it is far more powerful in some respects but it is extremely limited in range so imagine a battery. That's direct current. Like if you want to power something by battery, the battery has to be kind of like right next to the item. Otherwise, the further the distance away, the weaker the charge is going to be. Is that right? I think I got that right. Sure. Whereas, which is how actually it,
0: it, the the amount of power you get diminishes really fast yeah. as the length as the length from the power source comes. Goes I noticed
1: through. that with penises too. So then the. Distance is, uh, you know, a problem when you want to power, like, a city. And actually,
0: yeah. like, some, some cities, like, downtown Manhattan has a lot of direct current still, actually. So the uh, uh, Thomas Edison's original power station was, in fact, in downtown, Man- downtown Manhattan. Right. <clears throat> the only problem with direct current is, in order to power an entire city with direct current, you would need a power station every two or three blocks. Right. That you would have to generate power every two or three blocks, which is just they way too those, expensive. They
2: built those fake houses in downtown where they would fill a building with... Uh, Transformers or whatever the fuck, and they would put a facade on it to make Optimus it look like a apartment that Optimus Prime in. No building.
1: <coughs> what? Optimus Prime will live in no building. Yes, It'll have to turn into a big
2: battery <laughs> with a with a fancy front.
1: So Tesla, Nikola Tesla was a former employee of Edison's, and he kind of figures out that alternating current is way more efficient. Where basically it sends like pulses, mm-hmm. but and they kind of like go back and forth carrying the charge, and you could instead of having a power station every like two or three blocks, you could have them miles apart from each other, with the same result for the people who are plugging something into their light switch or you know, their light bulb holder or whatever. Of course, then Edison and Tesla had a, a public feud, and, and Edison, for as much as he invented some cool stuff, was a huge dick. Huge asshole, yeah. So he staged yeah. like publicity events to st- show, like, because he was heavily, heavily invested in D.C., that alternating current was, was not dangerous. It was, yeah, it was not safe.
2: Execute an elephant? Execute, I think the elephant was <laughs> already going to be executed s- for something. Some
0: yeah. of these happened at the 1893 World's Fair. Like,
1: he was going to, they were going to, I think the elephant,
0: like, killed a handler
2: yeah, or something. Yeah, they were
1: going to kill it. So he decided the best way to kill it was to make a little money off of it. Which is pretty brilliant, actually, as fucked up as that is. <laughs> and, um, of course, uh, I think part of it also, like, he had, um, uh, when Tesla worked for him, he had offered, sort of, in his mind, jokingly to Tesla, like they were working on some sort of thing, not a very famous invention. I forget what it is. But he said, if anyone could figure this out, I'll give them $50,000 or some large sum of money. And then Tesla did. And then he shows him, and he's like, huh, "Awesome, thanks." And Tesla's like, well, "What about that? You know, fifty thousand dollars?" And he's like, "Oh, you have a lot to learn about an American sense of humor."
2: <laughs> what a funny mm.
1: joke! I told, yeah. you. "Ha ha ha!" Go fuck yourself. And so they had this long thing, but Tesla was, you know,
2: crazy, weird, brilliant guy, and he ended up falling in love with a pigeon. Yes, it was a really nice pigeon, to be fair. But, yeah.
1: They cooed over <laughs> each other. <laughs> like, <"Who's> there? <laughs> that was there?
2: <an> That's owl. <laughs>
0: that's what pigeons make that noise. So anyway, by the time the fair <laughs> by the time the fair finally opens, <laughs> it opens and there are not very many people going to it. There's only 10,000 people a day, which Holmes is very sound, busy. <laughs> which, yeah, right, which <laughs> sounds like a lot of people, but they needed in order because they spent so much money building it, they needed something like 100,000 people a day to break even. But the main attraction wasn't done yet. I
1: forgot all about that. Yeah.
0: Because the the Chicago World's Fair, they wanted something even cooler than the Eiffel Tower. Which to say the Eiffel Tower, today, I
1: mean, because it's been around our whole lifetimes and a plus century plus, it just seems like a thing that's kind of always been there. At the time the Eiffel Tower was built, it was the tallest structure on the planet. When the previous tallest structure nuts, was, the, was the Pyramid of Giza, yeah, was, the, was, pyramid.
0: was the Great Pyramid of Giza built in what is about
1: 2,000 B.C.? Yeah, so that mean, that's also very impressive that it was the tallest structure for 4,000 years. But this was the tallest thing built in four millennia. World, yeah, throughout the whole world. So the Eiffel Tower was pretty high standard, pun intended, to uh, <laughs> to surpass. And so some guy was like, "I have a brilliant idea."
0: Well, for a, it took over like a year or two of you know our en, America's engineers. We need you to come up with something, and nobody had any I like, good ideas. I like the they one that just, it
2: was like a, it was like a tower that was like four thousand feet high, and at the top of it would be train lines that would just kind of cascade off of it and use like the height to like get to other cities because they were so high up or some shit like that. And there were a lot of very impractical things yeah, like that, things but that also absurd.
0: a lot of things that were just like a slightly taller Eiffel Tower. And in <laughs> fact, Eiffel himself submitted a design for a slightly taller tower and they were like, nah, that's been done. And what they actually came up with was by somebody, somebody, Ferris, for a big giant wheel. That would turn and you could sit in it and see shit, and people
1: were like, "That will never work. Stop sending us dumb ideas, Ferris. they shit on him for a long time. <laughs> they really did, and like his, didn't like his wife like he' like complain to his wife all the time, she'd like to like console him. I feel like that was happening in there at some no point. No one respects me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work, I promise. I did the math. Like, which at that point, you know, the engineering math I did was basically fractions. But he <laughs> <laughs> figured out it would work. Which tells you all, again, about this time, how different it is. This was a time when people, like, people, like, science seemed to be growing at such tremendous leaps and bounds in engineering that people were like, fuck yeah, 4,000 foot tall building with trains coming off it. That can't be that much harder than what we're doing now. And people, some people, at least, were like, you know what? Uh, I think we could do that. We just need steam power. And then he makes the Eiffel, the Ferris wheel, which is like a standard thing at every county fair.
0: But this was much larger than the ones you see at county fairs. It was a really big one, but it's not bigger than like the London
1: Eye or like you know the big Ferris wheels around the world. It's the the first one.
0: But but people were weird. People did
1: not think it could possibly stand. People had this strange, like two different kinds of thoughts. They were like, you could have crazy advancements. You know, like we're going to be doing all sorts of wild things in just the near future. And then at the same time, like, but that wheel that spins on one axis, never gonna work. But it did. I forget the measurements of it. I forget It was like b-
2: 250 feet high. I mean, how
1: how big is like your average shitty, like how big is the Wonder Wheel at Coney Island? You know, like that's a big Ferris wheel. I don't know. That was built in like 1910. When you sit on it, you're like, oh, I'm gonna die.
0: Yeah. You <laughs> ever been there, Nate? I have. I have not read the, f- rode the Ferris wheel though.
1: Because they charge you like $10 to ride it as criminals. $10 to risk your life.
0: <laughs> Very few people have died on it recently. It's one of the national or state whatever monuments at Coney Island, actually. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they finally get the thing built, and and the Ferris wheel wasn't even finished until the, like, halfway through, like, halfway through the summer. But then it becomes a very big attraction, and then eventually, instead of 10,000 people people a week and 20,000 people a week and 30,000 people a week, on one day... Like, they convinced, not only were there a lot of people coming to the fair at that point, but they convinced all the business owners of Chicago to just make it a holiday. Just everybody shut down so everyone can go to the fair. On one day, 750,000 people visited the fair. That's pretty busy. That is, that is definitely a good show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and so it eventually made a profit. But they didn't turn a profit, but the, the, the builders and the investors and the
2: architects didn't, didn't turn a profit on it until very late in the year. It was fucking expensive. Yeah. Everything was 10 times the price that they thought it would be. And they kept shit-talking all the trains. Mm-hmm. Like, say, like, lower your prices. People come to the, come to the fair. And they were like, no. And they're like, you fucking people are unpatriotic. You're going to let France win. And they were yep. like, mm-hmm. put in editorials and newspapers about how they, uh, the trains were all bastards. And people didn't know that already, yeah. that the
0: train operators were bastards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's almost, almost like they
0: needed uh, Teddy Roosevelt to come in and... You know, bust some stuff.
2: Yep. All right. Speaking many, of busting, how many more beers do we have? Dose. One more beer.
1: What? Two. Okay. Well let's, well, let's do the other one. These things. both have to do with homes. Is there anything else to say about that World's Fair section of the book? I mean, they make money. It was a lot of trials and tribulations,
2: and then at the end, uh, all of them die. Well, yeah, because it took place a hundred, and, you know, I mean, like they, years ago. A lot of them like did die in like sad ways, or like right afterwards. Root died at the beginning. Yeah, yeah he they, didn't, they didn't build, even build much of it. Olmstead died almost. What, like a year or two after? No, no, no. He, he lived for a while because
0: he was sending the telegram to his friend on the Titanic because he was on the other way. I don't know, Olmsted that, died a couple of years yeah, later. Yeah, Olmsted they died. They put him in a sanatorium that he himself had designed yeah. <laughs> and he was pissed that they didn't do it right. He remembered enough to do that and then he died and a year later. No, but... Uh, he was a big bummer Burnham, of a character. Burnham lived for a while. And, Burnham and, lived for and a did while. And, like and he built, a, the, built a flat iron building in New York. Oh, right, was, yeah, he and, did. And designed a lot of really pretty famous, pretty famous stuff. And he had an infected foot. Oh, yeah, when he he died.
1: Again, this is back when medicine was. Here, take this bottle of Essence of Smoke. Cut that foot off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have two more beers here that are both about H.H. Holmes. So, oh, it just got me in the face. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) I did. I got the beer money shot. That is called, this is called No Exit. And we could have saved this if we wanted to do Sartre or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, But we're never going to do that. Is that even a book? Is that a play? I don't even know what that is. I think it's a play. not doing that shit ever um by uh who makes this still slash still it is a sour something dry hop sour ale with white sage okay so i picked this because we're three smart guys we're three white sages <laughs> <laughs> also because once you checked into the murder hotel there was you no know, exit
0: good one so
1: double whammy let's try this oh cool. You know that? Oh, God. It's really sour. It's potent. Can we test the theory, though, that the second sip is not as bad as the first sip?
0: Yeah,
2: I think we should. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's less, but it's still, it's still pretty strong. It's, it's pretty much. Sure. Is
1: pretty,
0: I think I taste the sage maybe a little. Now is white sage tell. different
2: than regular sage? I don't even know. It's like white tea, or it's like baby tea leaves. Is white sage? Is leaves. that how that works? Really? Yeah, it's just baby tea leaves before
1: they grow up. Maybe though. I have a big sage plant outside, and it's pretty much always green. So I don't know if that's the case. It turns gray when the white. leaves
2: die. The leaves aren't white. It's just they don't have like when you make the tea out of it, it's not as uh, there's not as much stuff in it, so it's not as dark.
1: I am uh, surprisingly not a
2: big fan of this beer. I don't get the dry hopping stuff. It's just really uh, sour. It's, that's it's, all. It's a lot of sour. Very sour. There's no exit from the sourness. <laughs> I, I, get,
1: I don't get the hop flavor, and I really don't get a whole lot of what could even be sage. I just really get the tartness of that,
0: that flavor, whatever that is. Yeah. But anyway, there's no exit from the murder hotel, because that's how it was built. Meanwhile, uh, Holmes gets, basically after the fair, he gets driven out of Chicago by his creditors, because his creditors want money, and he basically leaves, and he's eventually arrested for insurance fraud, you know, which he was totally guilty of, but yeah, that a thousand times they did not put him on trial for insurance fraud. Uh, and uh, they this whole last section of the book they talk about how there are these two little children he's like separated from their mother, three children, are, like, three children, and they're so sad and desperate, and meanwhile, he's got the children in one hotel, and he's got the mother in a different hotel like three blocks away, but they don't know they're there. Yeah, and he's he tells like, them
2: they're like she's far away, and he's taking care of them now.
0: Yeah, and all these things, and they go to a couple of different cities, they're like in a, Indianapolis, a detective they're in goes Cleveland, hunting him. they're in Toronto, like a, a detective that's been hired by... I think it was the insurance companies, but no, maybe it was also by some of the families of some of the other women who totally disappeared and who keep showing up to ask Holmes, hey, do you know where this woman went? And goes, uh, no, I haven't seen her in a while. I'll let you know if I see her. She hooked up with some man and left went here. Went to London. Yeah. Um, and then eventually uh, there are these two really, you know, these, these children. I thought it was two. I think it was three. Anyway. two that were buried in the trunk.
2: And then there's a third one, I thought the boy you no know, eventually this this um killed a bunch of kids, yeah, he, he basically had to get rid of the kids somehow um right, he put the key took two girls in the trunk and then put a little hole in it and filled it with gas, you know because he liked doing that mm-hmm. How do uh, you but, get but first in the trunk again, I okay, you might have either them or you know Tricked oh, them, but uh, at, at the, them the same time, hide and seek. ha. ha ha ha. <laughs> Yeah,
0: actually, that that could have been it. And 100%. and this this heroic sort of private investigator literally goes to every hotel in Indianapolis and says, "Have you seen this person?" You know, every hotel in Toronto, have you seen this person? Let me check your let me check your hotel logs. And they're like, "I remember this exceedingly handsome man." Yeah, and people he eventually found people that totally remembered him, and the children who seemed so sad. And he remembered a stove being delivered, an overly large wood stove or a coal stove being yeah, delivered. Like too it's big like for a very, house. Like, very creepy. He anyway, stew. eventually, while, he, while Holmes is in prison, the uh, detective manages to find a soft spot in a basement and finds two, two corpses buried there. He
2: buried them naked
0: in a mass grave, or yep. a small mass grave. Mass grave being a grave for two? Yeah. Two or, <laughs> two or three kids. You know, and so, and that's when it was in totally clear that that Holmes was was guilty, and, and then well, he thinks, kind of just confessed, like, "Yeah, he got me. <laughs> I had a good run." But you still can't totally believe all the things he said either. Yeah,
1: Now, that's one of the main sources for Larson's narrative of this story is like mm-hmm. Holmes's autobiography or whatever it is that he wrote in prison. Yeah, so it was, it, you kind of have to look at a lot of it with a kind of
2: maybe lens, you know.
1: It's, Which
2: it's definitely killed people that they didn't find. He definitely talked a lot of shit about stuff he didn't do,
1: right? So it's the, impossible to really know. And at this point, every single person involved is long dead. So, and also, this was a time when you could just vanish and yeah. not mean to vanish. They had like
2: that list of things that happened at the fair, like four hundred and ninety-seven counts of dysentery, <laughs> and one what was like one of extreme coughing or something like that. <laughs> and like people just vanished, and like everyone got their shit stolen, and people just you know came to the town. and Chicago was a rough place back in the day, anyway. So people were killed by other people too. That's true. That's a fair point.
1: So that leads to this final beer, because with the case of uh, Holmes, it's kind of unclear, and there are no resolutions. So this is Bronx Brewery. No resolutions. The one resolution for him, at least, is that he is convicted of like what, like ten of the murders or something like that. A bunch of them. And then he is hanged, but he kind of never really says why.
2: And because it was fun. Seemed like the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> this is an IPA. Complex, juicy IPA with a strong malt backbone. It just tastes like If you PK. like to listen to your music loud, this beer is for you. I don't know why that is the case. Yeah, I don't really know why. Either.
1: It should be about, like, on um, January 1st, if you don't give a fuck, <laughs> drink no resolutions. <laughs> You've had this before. It's good beer. It's good. Yeah. It's solid brew. I could dig it. Can you dig it? So at the end of the day, fun pop... Uh, Nate said it right in the beginning. He said it's a pop history book. We talked about this when we did the beer book,
2: uh, the drinking book, rather. Pop versus scholarly history.
1: Yeah.
0: So
2: this is... Mean. In a past and or future episode. I I a lot of this was like, book. like, and then he said this, and he said this is this thing, and it's like it's got to be kind of made up. Like, at,
1: I met, I met. I mean, Larson is a pretty solid writer and heavy researcher, so he's probably taking those quotes from like letters or diaries. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm
2: sure it's based in some truth, but it's it's, it's a little bit. It's, it's a lot of dots. filling in,
1: of course. But that's also history in general, to some extent. If you're doing something this finely, you know, specific, you're focusing on like three people essentially in a yeah. hundred and you know at, this, at that the time, hundred and ten-year-old Chicago in meetings. But there might be minutes from yeah, those meetings. Sure. You never know. I don't know what I don't know what his source material is, and I frankly don't care that much to care you know to find out. Yeah,
2: I mean, I didn't know who it was most of you were anyway. No, right, why would you? Right? Unless you were. I mean, maybe you would know. I did know the about because he did a lot of New York. He did Central Park. He did Central Park and Prospect Park. Yeah. He's a he's uh, a big architect here. I, I
0: don't know shit about architecture, so.
2: landscape architect. He was he was such like a he was like so, somewhat like a funny dude, but also just like a pretentious dick. It's like the things I'm doing won't be recognized for decades. The trees I am planting will be different then. It's like I've got like the long term like, dude, this thing is gonna last six months. Why why are you doing this? <laughs> We're gonna tear it all down.
1: Which is what they did. In fact, the uh, the Ferris wheel was destroyed about a decade later, or maybe
2: 20 years they, later. They disassembled it and then reassembled it somewhere else, and eventually they blew it up. Yeah, they they, they used scrap. it for the
1: 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. They, and they also put it some other places in between. And then in about 1910 or something like that, 1912, they they blew it up. Which is awesome. They couldn't even just, like, recycle it. They're like, dynamite, please. Let's bring the dynamite in. Donkey carts load of dy- loads and loaded with dynamite. They had several Model Ts by then. That's true. I mean, it would take a lot of Model Ts to carry all that dynamite. So, uh, at the end, The World's Fair happens. It's a big success, and it makes money. A few hundred people disappear. And Holmes is executed, and, um, and that's, that's it, I guess, right? So, is this a book worth? I mean, it's part of our Halloween books. It's scary. You know, murders and shit. It's the only mm-hmm. nonfiction one we're doing. I would say
0: totally worth reading. Very entertaining. You're going to learn so. a lot about this period of American history. You're going to learn a lot, a lot about Chicago. we are going to learn a lot about crazy serial killers that you didn't know before. Totally fascinating. I enjoyed it very much. Serial killers are inherently interesting, right? Like, just, y- y- they just kind of have to be.
2: Jimmy, Jimmy was definitely a weirdo. I think it's definitely worth it.
1: Fun. Not, I have Larson's other books. I've not read them. I haven't either. Uh, I he has one about, the Nazi even... about Germany in the history 30s. stuff? Yeah, but they're like random things. There's one about the Lusitania. There's one about uh, Germany in like 1930s and uh, in, the, in the Garden of Beasts, I think it's called. The Lusitania one is called like, Dead Wake about its last voyage. Then there's... Um, he woke up dead. Another one... <laughs> We did that beer for something, woke up dead. <laughs> uh, then there's another one about like a storm in Texas or something like that. I, I, I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. that one as well, but I have it on my Kindle. I, like, I read this. It was recommended. I liked it. Got the other books, and I was like, I kind of need a break from this dense yeah. mm-hmm. Histori- history Histori- stuff.
2: Yeah, historical stuff. He was like, okay, I've done one. I need to palate cleanse. Exactly, exactly. exactly. I'm not 60 yet. I can't read just books about World War II over and over again.
1: You might want to know, maybe there's more to know about the Battle of Guadalcanal, <laughs> which is what... Old men do when they read history books, but I really dug it. Uh, I do. Th- I, I think the two narratives—they're kind of the connection is kind of weak. You know, like the just because he built—I
2: mean, it's it's tenuous, but it was it was you know they happened at the same time. He would have gone somewhere else maybe if he hadn't if it hadn't been for that.
0: Fair. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I still think it was fine. Yeah. It was okay. Oh, yeah. it wasn't it's a... not a serious academic work. He, when the difference between this history book and a serious academic history book is that he's not trying to prove anything. It's he's true. not trying to prove, like, the impact of the 1893 World's Fair. He's not trying to say that the 1893 World's Fair caused serial killers or he didn't It's not proving anything there was no it's Jesus. just telling the right. story there's nothing arguable and it was a fascinating story and he tells it really it was well great. it's really really well written
1: I, I did really yeah. enjoy it and it was a uh, I mean some passages I definitely found a little like boring like I don't really care this much about the detail that they you're getting whole
2: me. subplot about the uh, psycho dude who uh, shot the mayor P- Prendergast yeah oh yeah it was just, like they kept jumping to him every few chapters like why do they keep talking about this fucking weird dude he's like oh he's something bad's gonna happen well, it's sort of like, I guess it's
1: ultimately like a portrait of Chicago yeah. in 1892,
2: 1883. Well, it was a big thing because the, he, he shot the mayor, and then the mayor couldn't do the Well, he shot the mayor, ceremony. like, yeah, in a closing ceremony. Closing ceremony, Yeah. And yes. his final words were like, yeah, I've been shot, you dick. And then he died. He's like, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> he was shot in the heart. I guess he was right. <laughs> like his, like, the dude was like, no, nah, you didn't get shot, dude. There's no blood. I was like, fuck you. I got shot. And then he died.
1: <laughs> Man, that tells you about medicine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, I think it's pretty obvious.
1: There's a hole in you, but I don't see any. He was wearing blood. his mauve <laughs> suit, and he couldn't see the red. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun book. I, I do want to read Eric Larson's other books at some point. Probably the Nazi one I'd go for next, just because, like serial killers, Nazi Germany is inherently fascinating. Yep. But the Lusitania is an interesting thing to write about. They don't really know much about it. Other than it started.
2: It made us go into World War One, sort of. Yeah, it was the Franz Ferdinand of World War One for America.
1: <laughs> but not even like it also needed the Zimmerman yeah. Telegram, and we yeah. could go yeah, on. Yeah, all let's, to World let's not War I. get oversimplifying. Let's just yes. finish this.
2: So I dug it. Robert Zimmerman yeah. caused World War One. All right,
0: yes. uh, best beer of the day. Best beer of the day. You know, oh, man, the very first one, the McKellar IPA. Yeah, that was hot. That was delicious. Solid. Better than the Founders. What about the? Uh, PBR? So the founders was
1: okay. PBR one a little bit. PBR might not be dead last just because of the sour beer for me.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> I think it might be. I, I would say I would say probably the Lucifer. I didn't love it, but it's more in my, in my wheelhouse. Similarly, I really like the stout. It's more your stees. Porter. It is in. It is among my steezes. Okay. <laughs> for cheeses. Yeah, yeah,
1: I liked the the porter a lot. I do. I also I agree the McKellar uh, I, double IPA was really really good. Pretty solid beers more or less. PBR. Blows, but the sour beer really not my not my
0: I will stand by PPR. That's fine. One more fun fact about the book: the reason why we have Columbus Day as a holiday is because the Columbian Exposition in Chicago made it a thing, and that the law was only passed afterward. So you know, there we go. Oh. So next time, that's why bunch, you get that Monday off. Uh, oh, not, not,
1: most people don't get that off actually. Really, Just a lot of people spoiled. don't get that off. Yeah, but next time you're complaining. And like Columbus was a bad man or whatever. Just fucking take that Monday off. You know, just you could you could talk about any you don't have to talk about Columbus at all. But like Just stay home. Free Monday off.
0: Do your own shit, You,
1: yeah. you could fun. blame it. I mean, you could blame it for H. H. Holmes. Probably a bad man in the not worse or less bad than Columbus, I don't know, that's that's not for me to say.
2: But different. Different
1: bad. Different kind of bad, different time.
2: Or go ride a Ferris wheel. <laughs>
0: Yay. All right. Every tell don't be us- a
2: Ferris wheel, think of H.H. H. Holmes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll
0: that'll keep you safe. Um, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com.
1: Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub.
0: Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>